Welcome to Weekend in Drama Land, the official podcast of It Started with a KDrama.com. We are dedicated Asian drama lovers that are ready to spread our wings and bring our love for dramas to a whole new media platform. Together, we watch a blend of Korean, Chinese, Taiwanese, Japanese, and Thai dramas. On occasion, Filipino dramas as well. As best friends in real life, it's only fitting that we get to share our love for crazy tropes, chocolate abs, killer OSTs, and so much more with all of you. So sit back, relax, close your eyes, and let us guide you through the world of all things Asian dramas. I'm your host, Andrea. And I'm your co-host, Tiff. As a disclaimer, we're native English speakers. While we're expert drama watchers, we are not expert speakers with our languages. We are bound to fail at some pronunciations, so please don't mind our mistakes too much. We will strive to do our best and learn from our errors. In time, we are confident we'll improve. Today's episode is entitled K-Drama Q&A Session. And let's begin. Yes, now this is take two because apparently our first recording session didn't record. Thankfully, we didn't get too long into it before we discovered this error. So we're going to start all over again. So we've had some flooding going on in the area. Especially here. Especially here where we record. So we had to delay the podcast a bit as Tiff had to clean up and get the stink from the yucky water out of her apartment. I live in the basement of an apartment building and we were completely covered in water. My apartment luckily only was halfway covered. But some of my neighbors, their entire apartment was underwater. So it took a good, like, week for us to get all under control. Thankfully, all's back to, well, not quite normal, but I guess as close to normal as you can get. Yeah, you wouldn't expect to get this type of flooding in Pennsylvania, but there you go. Yeah. It's been a rainy summer here. Mm Mm-hmm. So nonetheless, we're going to get into our K-drama Q&A session. So basically, I put together 10 questions a while ago, and I figured we'll just take things back to the basics, and we'll just kind of help everyone who's listening become more familiar with who we are, you know, what K-dramas we started with, just little things like that before we segue into another episode, which hopefully will be coming soon. So our first question, Tiff, how did you begin your K-drama journey? Well, someone I know who happens to be sitting across from me started bugging me repetitively. Like, you have to try these out. They're really good. You'll like it, I swear. So I ended up watching Rooftop Prince on Netflix. And it was really, really hilarious. And I really enjoyed it. So then from there, she just started telling me, watch this, watch this. And that's how it all began. Oh, yes, because I was... <laughs> merciless in my begging because I, when I discovered K-dramas, I needed somebody to talk to about them. And so naturally I had to bug Tiff until she finally started one and luckily she seems taken with them. So I finally have somebody in real life to actually talk about the dramas with. So my K-drama journey actually began on Netflix by accident. Uh, This was around the time where they were really starting to add more kind of international and foreign content, which I hadn't had too much experience with. I watched some French movies and we've seen Spanish movies and like telenovelas and things like that. 
but I never ever heard of K-dramas nor knew what I was getting myself into at the time. So I kept passing by this one drama in particular that kept catching my attention. It was called Playful Kiss. And I actually picked up the bad habit of watching Netflix to help me fall asleep. Probably not the best plan, but it was actually how I began watching K-dramas when I couldn't sleep. Because I started with Playful Kiss and as you can see, I kind of went down the rabbit hole and I've been gone ever since. All right, so question number two, Tiff. Who is your K-drama bias? I love Park Min Young, love her. I loved her in um, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. I liked her in Busted. There were a few other roles I've seen her in. She's just really good at playing each of her roles. And like sometimes I forget that it's actually her and like the other ones because she's just so good at adapting, whether you know her attire, her hair, her speech patterns, her character, character what are the word behaviorisms. She's really good. I really like watching her stuff. Yeah, you actually also saw her in City Hunter. That I think that was the first time you saw her. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot it was her because she was like a totally different person. Yeah, in each of her roles, I definitely agree. She has the ability to completely become that character. But I'm like, Park Min Young is so great that from one drama to the next, you just don't recognize her because her characters are all so different. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my K-drama bias... That is tough. I think at one point I was definitely in the beginning, I was more Lee Minho, very much in the beginning. But I would say after the first year or so, I got a little bit into mine's kind of torn between uh, Ji Chang Wook and Seo Guk. Both of them I love and have seen in multiple dramas, and I would watch them in the world's worst drama. Just to stare at some chocolate abs and some other good things, right? <laughs> you don't have to hold back. I don't want to laugh. Hyster- I'm trying not to laugh hysterically because then people are like, oh, what's wrong with her? Death nuts. Well, I am, but beside the point. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to number three. Finally, we got to number three. Yes. What is your least favorite K drama and why? Oh, we have to bring this up again. I think this is like the sixth or <laughs> might seventh. Might be obvious. <laughs> See? At least for you. Yeah, I think everyone knows at least six or seven times that I cannot ever, ever watch Boys Over Flowers again. It was so bad. Bad, bad, bad. Like, it's everything in a K-drama I don't want. And then more. So I don't think I need to go into it again. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> We'll save everyone that the trouble of going through that one again. Mm-hmm. As for me, least favorite drama, I'm actually going to go with the first K-drama I actually ever dropped, which was Chandem Dang Alice. Um, my main issue was I really did not like the female lead's character. I think that was... Uh, what was her name? Gonna quick look it up because I forget. Google Sensei. Okay, it was Moon Gun Young. And for me, I kind of consider her the American equivalent of Kristen Stewart. (laughs) 
I'm I'm not holding back. I'm just trying like no level of acting. I'm just expressionless face. And I just killed Tiff over here. Because <laughs> it's so true. Oh my gosh. I wrote about her acting so like oh my God. Yeah. That was kind of really disappointing because to this day, even though I like uh, Park Shihu, there was just no way I could get through it. I I think I may have suffered through seven or eight episodes, and it was really, really, really awful. I did end up actually finishing one of her dramas. I think it was about a year or two called The Village. That was a mystery one. But um, I didn't watch it for her, and that one was just not any better. I just... I definitely don't think she is a strong actress, so I'm just going to stop there. Okay, now we'll move on to number four. Okay, Tiff, what is your favorite drama and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Well, at this current moment, I'm going to have to say that it's what's wrong with Secretary Kim. It had everything I wanted in a K-drama, and then some. It was just hilarious, and the lusty devil, and... Okay, there is, of course, interruptions of car horns just keep honking. Welcome to the city. I live in a small city, like like 30 minutes away from Reading. Every Why? darn time we record. Okay. We just can't even plan this if we try. <laughs> if it's not fireworks or fire trucks, it's cars. Yeah, you missed the fire trucks like two hours ago. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, what's wrong with Secretary Kim? It was just amazing. The lusty devil, the sound effects, the funny characters, the not-so-scruciating parts that, unlike my least favorite one, did not have. I was so happy because I hate, like, when, like, the drama is so prolonged and, like, you have these parents that do, like, evil things. I'm so happy that, um, there was none of that. None of it. That the parents were nice. There was a lot of just comedy and... That made me happy. So, yeah, that's my favorite one. That was definitely great. That is definitely super high on my list. Um, now, as for me, my favorite drama to date is probably Queen Indian's Man, which is a few years. It's a bit of a time travel where the <clears throat> male lead is traveling from the Joseon time period to the present and kind of going back and forth a bit. And that starred uh, Ji Hanwu and Yuina. And I just thought that was a really brilliantly written drama. I loved the merging from the past to the present. And I loved the relationship that was unfolding between our two main characters. And what even sweetened the deal was during the time they were filming this, they were actually dating in real life. So that sizzling chemistry that I saw was actually real. Of course, unfortunately, when Ji Hun Wu went into the military, they ended up breaking up. That was probably, to date, still the most devastating uh, Korean celebrity breakup for me, but that was still one of my top dramas, from the music to the acting to the chemistry from beginning to end. I always recommend it. It's actually one of my backgrounds on my computer at home, and it has been ever since I first watched this drama, 
which I'm not sure if it was 2014 or 2015. It was very, it was within the first year that I started watching. And I just do not have the heart to change it. It was that good. So definitely, Tiff, there is a recommendation for you to check out. I think it's on Vicky. Okay. Okay. Now we'll move on to number five. Okay, Tiff, what do you like about K-dramas? As I had written many moons ago on the website, one of the nicest things about K-dramas is they're not overly sexual. I've watched a lot of American stuff, and the thing is, I'm really sick of people just jumping in the bed, being gross, being just outlandishly lewd. I'm not a prude. It's just that when I want to watch something, I'd like to have more substance than just people getting it on. Uh, that's just like my big like beef with American and some European stuff. It's just really obscene with sexual stuff. Um, so that's like my most favorite part about it is that it's more about the plot, less about the plonks. That was a joke I wrote about on my uh, introduction post on the blog. So that's like the biggest one. A few other things I like about them is that it's not in English. It's neat to hear a different language and. Like, when they get, like, really excited or really, like, angry. It's really cool to hear just the way that they form their syllables. It sounds just really neat. Because it's different from us Americans. And, yeah, they do use some curse words, but it sounds funnier in the non-English language. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, like, I like their costumes. I like how pretty the actors and actresses are. It's really neat to see them. And they're, they're not, like, overly made up. They're, they look very natural, but they really bring out their natural beauty. Which is really cool. So, yeah, there's my answer. <laughs> Alright, I think some of the things that I like about K-dramas is, for the most part, they're easily binge-watchable. Uh, standard dramas or K-dramas are one season, usually around 16 episodes, sometimes to 20. They've recently started splitting some dramas to 30-minute episodes, which of course are drawing out the length to more but generally I like that episodes are pretty much one hour and in under 20 hours the story is pretty much wrapped up so you can't have like in American or British or any other country where television series have multiple seasons it seems like so much gets lost in translation it's just about doing, oh, to bring in ratings by doing the next crazy dramatic event and completely destroying characters. And I just think I like that the stories are pretty much once and done. They're told from beginning to end. We don't have it extremely drawn out. As Tiff said, I also love the Korean language. I love the sound of it and reading the subtitles and being able to immerse myself into the culture. I think those were my main things. I also do like the the storylines because they're a lot different than you would find in other countries even. For America, for example, you see a lot of uh, dramas and plots that probably would not make it to primetime television in the U.S., sadly. Which is why I love K-dramas, because they're so quirky and crazy, and and they're just good just the way they are. Mm-hmm. I think those were the main points. Okay, now number six, Tiff. 
Do you have a favorite genre and or plot setup? Hmm, that's a good one. I mean, I love mystery or like suspense thriller. Um, I'm kind of still watching Black right now and I like where there's a lot of weird things going on in the background you don't know about and it just draws you and you're so curious and you're trying to guess what it is. You're like, ooh, could it be this or could it be that person? And those are like my favorite kinds because I just, I like not knowing what's going on and trying to play detective. I've mentioned before I'm a huge mystery fan and that's what I have to do. Although with Black, I have a few complaints, but that this is not the uh, podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> or the blog post, but hey. I have to continue my little blog post. So, yeah, so that's my favorite genre. Uh, as for me... That's kind of tough. One of my favorites in K-drama land tend to be the romantic comedies because of they're so screwball and quirky and so fun. But like Tiff, I also do like the mystery and thriller and psychological dramas. Mm-hmm. Like I've been, I watched Voice and I've been watching uh, Voice too lately. I just love playing detective as well. I'm trying to figure out from one minute to the next, you know, who is this main serial killer. I just like trying to figure it out and piece it out along with them. But definitely, probably number one, I definitely watch more romantic comedies than anywhere else. So if I had a favorite genre, it'd probably be obviously that one. Now number seven. Tiff, if you could visit anywhere in South Korea, where would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. Unfortunately, I don't know a lot about where places are and what they're called. So I wouldn't say there's exactly a place, but I would be up for, like, really anywhere. Especially a place that has, like, a lot of, like, different kind of little mom-pop restaurants. Because I like little hole-in-the-wall restaurants. So just, you know, basically start me in a row and I'll just start eating everywhere because I love food. Yeah, there are definitely lots of street vendors mm-hmm. in South Korea. So I think whichever district or such you go into, <laughs> you would definitely find a good one. <laughs> um, now, of course, I wrote these questions and I never even really thought about them myself to make it more fair since Tiff is just being put on the spot here. Uh, if I could visit anywhere in South Korea, I would really like to go to the Namsan Tower. Especially you see a lot of K-dramas that have been there. One of the first times I saw it was actually in the older drama by the Hong sisters, My Girl. And there was a pretty iconic scene at the top of Namsan Tower. And ever since I've just been been kind of itching to go there and see it and be at the top and overlook Seoul and just see all the lights, especially at nighttime. And pretty much I would want to visit everywhere in South <laughs> Korea, really, if I yeah. could. Isn't there like an island that's really popular? Jeju Island. Yeah, I would like yeah. to go there too. It looks really pretty. Um, we'll move on to number eight. Have you ever quit a K-drama or felt like you should? Well, that's kind of my problem right now, watching Black, because I'm really not into any type of violence against children, and there was like, I forget which episode it was, but it was not very nice. 
and so that's what I'm like stuck with. Like I like it, but yet there's a lot of plot within a plot within a plot within a plot, and I'm starting to not be able to catch up with some of it. And plus, some of it's just kind of drawn out nonsense, and some of like the side plots are just boring. So right now I'm like on the fence. I haven't. <laughs> I put my nuns out later. <laughs> anyway, that was her fault, not me. Anywho, um, so that's why I'm right now. Like I want to know the ending of Black, but yet I, I'm not sure if I just skip to the very end and be like, hey, I'll just do it that way, or should I actually stick around and watch all the things? So I don't know. I'm trying to think if I ever actually fully quit one in the middle. Okay, I have quit a couple, like, um. Like detective ones, one's called Gift from God. It got kind of stupid after a while. I think I was in the second season. And like the plot of the week just started to annoy me. And like the background of like like the main plot was just kind of eh. Yeah, I think I actually heard of that. I haven't watched any of them. But I think um, there were a lot of other watchers who had similar complaints. Yeah, like the first season was really good. But we got into the second season and I felt like they should just end it after the first. I think there's like three seasons and I just got annoyed with it. And there was like two other detective-y ones and they just got boring. I can't remember their names offhand, but I watched those three on Netflix. And Black's on Netflix too. So yeah. Alright. Well, I answered mine earlier, but the first K-drama I quit was Chandam Dong Alice. Which, as I said, was because of Moon Gun Wan and the Kristen Stewart complex I kept having every time I watched no, I could get away with the way that her character was because we see a lot of male leads kind of take on a similar role. But I just, there was something about it that once I got to episode seven or eight, I'm like, I can't take this anymore. I got to put myself out of my misery. And I just stopped right there. I've kind of left it open-ended that maybe... Someday I'll be brave enough to revisit it, but I think my my hopes are too high, uh, hoping that uh, Gunwon has more expression, but it's just a blank canvas for me, and it's just extremely distracting, especially when there's not much else in the episode to like. So that was mine. Now, number nine. For everyone listening, would you like to recommend a drama for them to watch? You can mm. pick one or two. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, definitely What's Wrong with Secretary Kim. I absolutely recommend that to everyone. It's just funny and it's just absolutely hilarious, which is funny. <laughs> wow, just bad. But it's just, it's really entertaining. It's fun. You'll enjoy it. Um, if you want something like Blockbuster or Blow Your Socks Off, there's Descendants of the Sun. It's beautiful. And I love that. And that's also, I think, still on Netflix. Yeah, I think the last time I was on there, it was still there. I hope so. It was really good. So I'm trying to think if there's any, like, other ones that I recommend offhand. Well, I guess those are the two main ones if you just want, like, ease into K-dramas. Whether you want, like, massive action prettiness or you just want some fun romantic comedy. All right. Now, I think some of my top recommendations, as I said, my favorite is Queen and Hyun's Man. I'd also like to recommend W Two Worlds. I felt that was like the most creative drama, K drama that I've seen in the past few years. And 
I won't say I can guarantee, but I can say if you like Lee Jong Suk, that you're really, really going to be blown away, especially by the concept of this webtoon world being real. That was just completely blew my mind as I was watching it. Of course, there's some kind of minor nitpicky things, but I haven't found a completely perfect K-drama, and I'm sure we never will. So those two are high. I also definitely would say What's Wrong with Secretary Kim is the most recent. That was just like A++++. That was, I think, the best romantic comedy I've seen this year. Actually, actually, maybe even one of the best dramas that I've seen so far this year. So I'll say those are my top three. Uh, also, as another honorable mention, I will do Healer, if you like Ji Chang Wook, and Park Min Young. That was also definitely amazing if you haven't seen it yet. Most of those are old, so if you're newer to the K-drama world, you'll definitely have the opportunity to watch them on because they're fully complete. And I think most are available on Viki, and I don't think any of those are on Netflix, just Descendants of the Sun mm-hmm. currently right now, but you can definitely watch them all online. Now we're going to actually move into our last question, number 10. Dum, dum, dum. When you first started watching dramas, were there any cultural elements you didn't understand? <laughs> yeah, lots. Lots. There's still things I don't understand because of their way of, like, especially with, like, families and doing the, you know, you want to have your child's partner be from a very wealthy, influential, proper bloodline. And, like, I was kind of like, huh? Hey, are we, like in medieval Europe where, you know, it could be from, like, a king and queen land. Land, well, line. So, and then, like, there's just other, like, things that still kind of boggle me. Especially with, like, certain way they have to eat their food. There's certain, like, cuisines that they'll have only at a certain time. So, things like that and just the way, like, they, I don't know. There's just a lot that I still don't understand. So, I'm just kind of just watching and learning. (laughs) (laughs) yeah when I first started watching there were definitely lots of things that I had questions about and didn't initially understand until I started watching one of the things was when um, characters were always giving tofu when like a family or friend got out of jail because it was like a good luck thing that was always kind of weird to me but hey everybody kind of has their like good luck things to help, I guess, keep them out of jail. I don't know. Uh, another thing I noticed, how on birthdays, the seaweed soup is definitely a popular cuisine. Um, I was definitely confused at first by, like, 24-7 saunas, because we don't have anything like that in the U.S., especially not that you can just go there and not only just enjoy the sauna, but you can actually sleep there. Hey, you can sleep at a sauna? Don't you see them in K-dramas where uh, they actually uh, sleep there? There's been a few of them. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, where they roll out the mat and their little pillow, and you can actually sleep there on the floor. Like next to the sauna or like in like an inn? Well, inside and not actually in the sauna itself, but the facility. So is it like an onsen then? 
An onsen um, in Japan is where it's hot springs, and you can, you know, like, soak in the hot springs, and, like, there's usually a hotel, and you can stay there, and you can go to the hot spring whenever you want. Is that kind of how it is? Kind of, except it's not, like, everyone has separate rooms. It's just, like, this one big room where you can... Oh, that's different. Kind of lay out your mat and your pillow and... Hmm. Okay. I Yeah, you probably... Um, I'm trying to think I don't remember seeing dreams. anything K-dramas. I just know about onsen because of me reading and watching Japanese stuff. I don't think you've seen anywhere that's happened. That's probably why. <laughs> so that's probably new to you. Uh, yeah. Um, one that... A drama that I really liked where you actually see that happening is Shopping King Louie, which was a really awesome rom-com where they actually, like, stay there. I think was it a few days or a day or a night? But yeah, you can actually sleep there. Like, I know when uh, there have been characters who have been, like, kicked out of their homes. They kind of pay to go to the sauna and kind of just grab their mat and go out into the big room and put it out and lay there and sleep. So, yeah, that's definitely a thing. I'll have to show you that. Yeah, you're gonna have to, because now I'm curious. Another were all of the computer rooms. We definitely don't have anything like that. Computer rooms? Mm-hmm. Where there's actually buildings that's just, like, a computer room instead of, like, an arcade. It's basically like a room filled with computers that Do you they can have go like, and use and they, whenever they, you want. Are they separated into like little alcoves? They're buildings. Okay, well, I mean, like, when you go into the thing, is it sort of like a net cafe? Like, because I'm trying to... Well, it's not really a cafe. It's just literally a room filled with just rows of computers. And there's nothing blocking you from your neighbor? Um, I can't remember like, how it, they're divided, but I think... So I think some are, okay. but there's like a little divider, but it's usually like a big, okay, a big row of them. There might be a little divider. Okay. I can't remember. It's been Cause a like, while since I've seen one like that. Yeah, because I said for like watching anime and reading manga, um, they have like sometimes they'll go to like a net cafe where it'll be it'll be a computer, but it's actually like a little room where you like sometimes like a manga cafe and like they'll just sleep there like when they get kicked out of their house or they don't want to go home mm-hmm. and like they have a computer they also can eat in there they can like they'll sleep at the computer desk okay yeah i've, I've seen them eating no okay one's... so i mean it's Korea, similar so okay kind of like similar concept yeah because like most of my asian experiences except for reading manga and watching anime so, okay well that's really cool too definitely need to check those out yeah I'm trying to rack my brain for any last minute kind of like oddities or mm-hmm. things that struck me when I really first started watching. But I don't think there was anything anything else that really comes to mind. Unless you can think of anything else. I'm trying to rack my brain too. Just a lot of different ways that they do stuff. And they do a lot of like going out to drink. Yeah, especially after work. Mm-hmm. That's a good point where it's... Like I actually like impolite if you refuse to go out and mm-hmm. get drink and then yeah Cause I know in like Japanese culture like they'll go out to drink and they'll like go not just to one establishment they'll go to like two three and they don't get home till like in the wee hours of the morning because they have to keep drinking with their superiors because if you say no it's pretty much it's commit seppuku so yeah 
Yep, that pretty much translates into Korean because sometimes they'll start with drinks and they might go somewhere to eat and then they'll finish off with like karaoke and by that point it's really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Drunken karaoke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember in, uh, what's wrong with Secretary Kim, uh, Manager Bong and her drunken karaoke. Oh, it was bad. Oh, yeah. Him. When she fell on. Mm-hmm. And he flipped out and he had to have her thrown out. (laughs) All right. Well, I only had ten questions written down. I don't know if you have anything else. No, I don't think I have anything to add. All right. Well, I think we spent a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. helping everyone to kind of understand what we like in K-dramas. So I guess, sadly, we'll have to keep this one on the shorter end for now, as we have much more content planned and coming. So we hope we'll see that you all stay tuned. So we hope it'll be much more exciting than just a Q&A with us talk more about dramas. If you made it this far, we must have done something right. Thank you for watching and supporting our podcast, which is hosted by Castos. If anyone has any suggestions for future segments or recommendations for other shows to watch, please feel free to leave us a comment on the blog. It's started at kdrama.com. If you have the time, please also take a moment to rate this podcast and leave us comments. We are available through Castos, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Until next time, Annyeong! Annyeong!